the grand finale We coming through with the Madden family And only the baddest athletes gonna survive When you see four or five of my guys Piling up on top of you in front of your eyes Feel the impact, dual shock starts to kick back And yo, it's Madden 2001 You need to get that and feel like you in the game Playing for real, it's like royalty So nil It's like hot one, hot two Super Bowl Sunday, baby. This week in the NFL is back. Here during Super Bowl week. We took a one-week hiatus. 100% my fault. Very, very busy outside of my uh, podcasting life. But your three-man booth is here for one final week of predictions. Look ahead. Look back. This week in the NFL. John D'Amato, how you doing? Ah, great. Great. I missed you guys the last week. It's nice of you to say that. You're the only one. And <laughs> yeah, laughing in the background, Cowboy Senior. How you doing, Cowboy Senior? Uh, everything's always good here in Senior Land. You are you still reeling from? It was the John versus Senior game there with the Rams versus the Niners. You still reeling from that one, or do you get over it pretty quick? Yeah, yeah, that's quick to get over. It's just something I picked. It's not something I had a huge, huge, huge attachment to, you know. It was a good yeah, game. you know, the but... Niners, the Niners gave it a good run. No doubt. They had a good run. We got a, we got a full year's worth of bragging rights on the line here this Sunday. John John picked the, Ram, the Rams to win the Super Bowl at the beginning of the season. I'm right about that, right, John? Yes, sir. It was the uh, Rams and the Colts. Uh, the Colts didn't actually come through, but... Uh... Half of them did, yeah. But but in these games, we we see it's just a it's a play here there to go either. That's not very really much to brag about. It's a, it's a lot of luck and fate, and uh and the hands of uh, Joquiski Tart. Uh, let's see. <laughs> there you go. Right. Don't sell yourself short, short, John. It's a it's a great pick, and you stuck by your pick coming into the playoffs. Not a lot of people were picking the Rams to come out of the out of the NFC, and frankly, I watch them. I still don't know if they're that good. I wasn't a believer, but here they are, four and a half point favorites in the Super Bowl because of Broadway Joe Burrow with the, the comeback kid against the Chiefs. John, craziness right there, huh? Yeah, you uh, you were way, way ahead of it, saying uh, the you know when that stuff happened at the end of the half, and uh, you were like, "Oh, this is the, the Kansas City is going to start seeing ghosts," and I was kind of a poo poo, and I was like, "Ah." <laughs> That play was no big deal. The first game was in uh, Cincinnati, and uh, it didn't really mean much for Casey. I was saying, and I was saying, ah, that play is no big deal because uh, Casey gets the ball at halftime, and they're just going to run it right down and score. But it didn't happen. Uh, after that big play, the, you know, the Bengals stopped them, and, uh, and then the next thing you know, you know, Mahomes starts reverting to how he was early in the season, getting loose with the ball turnovers and a lot of nonsense. And uh, I didn't believe it. I and uh, but the Bengals pulled it off. So we should. We should we should spend some time on definitely. this one. All yeah, all credit to the Bengals. Oh, all credit to the Bengals. Great comeback. You 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 gotta love Burrow, right? The kid's got balls of steel. He's 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 gonna be really good for a really long time. They're probably in the Super Bowl a year early, frankly, um, but they're there. Great comeback. With all that said, horrendous choke by the Chiefs. Horrendous, horrendous choke by the Chiefs and by Mahomes. 
Um, I mean, when you're when you're kind of in that rarefied air that Mahomes is looking to be in, right, where you want to be mentioned with, you know, with look, frankly, the greatest of all time. I mean, this is a pretty ugly, pretty ugly uh, black mark in kind of a series of them recently in the playoffs. But I'm with you, John. Again, I mean, we we all picked we all picked the Chiefs, I believe, to win the game. If I'm not mistaken. Kiss of death. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, then the game started. It was like, oh, this is why we picked the Chiefs. The reason we picked the Chiefs, you know, they're, they're, they're coming in. They're playing great. They look like the old Chiefs on offense. They have looked totally unstoppable against the Bills, totally unstoppable after the first quarter of the Steelers game. And they came out like a house of fire against the Bengals. They go up 21-3, and then... I mean, falling apart doesn't even really describe it, right? Like, that play at the end of the half didn't seem like a big deal at the time, but Reed was pissed. It seemed like it was Mahomes. The the talk was Mahomes lobbied for the play. Reed wanted to kick the field goal. And then then he throws a pass outside of the end. Like, what are you doing? And just a a ridiculous no-show in the second half. The Bengals played good. The Bengals' defense isn't that good, right? It just isn't. It's a it's a middle-of-the-pack defense. They played good, but a lot of what was going on was the Chiefs. The, the Bengals were dropping everybody into coverage, everybody into coverage. They were dropping eight, nine guys into coverage on every play. And the Chiefs, even though they were running the ball well, kind of got into that mode. They were refusing to run the ball, just playing right into the Bengals' hands. And... I really like the Chiefs, but it's another Mahomes playoff choke. And going back, John, this was really an Andy Reid special. Andy Reid coming up small when it matters most. Yeah, it was uh, it, it was too easy for them in that in that first quarter, and uh, and they and they kind of just got got lulled into you know full sense of security and. Uh, all, all it took was that one big play by of all people, uh, Eli Apple gave him a little confidence. <laughs> but you got to give. I, I, I mean, I agree with you. The you know the Bengals, you know most most of the year, you know defense mediocre, but uh, they they really stepped up. Uh, they they made the adjustments, and uh, and especially like like that end of the, that fourth quarter and the overtime with with Mahomes, you know, scrambling twenty thirty yards. But that but them guys that like. Uh, Hubbard and uh, and the guy Hendrickson that they, they were they were after them on every play. That's like you know excellent you know conditioning and, and cardio. They they were still right right in his face on every play, even after after chasing him down at, at, at the end of the fourth quarter. And uh, you know they have to go right out there and stop him in uh, in overtime too. So you, you got to give him credit and you know and the adjustments uh, too. But, but I do. Yeah, but on the other hand, it's definitely it's 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 fifty fifty on both sides. You know, the lack of adjustments on KC, uh, like we said, you know, Buffalo and all these other teams that that lose to the Chiefs. How stupid that you know you know who's getting the ball. You know, it's either me, Kelsey, or Hill, and that's what they did. They they double Kelsey, they double Hill, and, and they put you know their worst uh, cornerback on uh on this the secondary receiver Robinson. And you saw, but Mahomes fed right into him. He, he tries to go to Robinson the first two passes of the overtime and one he threw it right into the to the 24 the eli apple who <laughs> who would have been who would have been the the chkwaski taught of the uh if they uh, get a touchdown yeah yeah but but the, then he goes to hill and the next plan hill's not really a you know a guy that's going to fight for the ball uh 
really. So, you know, a, a better receiver would have fought for a ball. Hill's more of a guy, you, you know, you give it to him and you watch him fly. In space. So, yeah. But Real give, ugly. Uh, give the Bengals a DC credit, uh, you know, for, for making the adjustments. But Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. With all that said, Senior, with all that said, I was looking back. I think it's the biggest choke in the oh history. Oh, my God. No, it's not. It was tied for the of biggest the- – of the tie of the a of the uh, conference championship. Sorry, it, it was uh, tied for the biggest loss lead. Some overrated franchise, I believe, they lost to the Colts. So, it was the same. Twenty-one three. They blew. They blew an eighteen to twelve. Uh, they blew an eighteen point lead, and they let Peyton Manning get his uh, first Super Bowl. Bowl. It was a it was a horrible performance. So a certain team. Not not being a homer here, <laughs> but but the circumstance is a little bit different. That Colts offense that the Patriots were ahead 21 to three on historically like a top five offense in NFL history, Edger and James and Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wade. And I mean, it, it was prime, prime Manning and Brady. Our number one receiver was Caldwell, Rache Caldwell, Gaffney. That was the Patriots team that, that was the Patriots team that beat the Chargers. Tomlinson cried after the game that the better team didn't win. You remember that? Yeah. I mean, that was that was like 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 that that season is what prompted the Patriots to go out and get like Randy Moss and stuff because it was like we're wasting Brady with uh, with with no weapons. Kevin, was, you know, Kevin Falk or somebody might have been the best player on that offense outside of Brady. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't mean to go you. down. Not uh, even a comparison, John. Come on. I was just uh, explaining the points. So it was an 18-point lead tied for the biggest uh, blown lead. I wasn't, uh, you know, I didn't mean to stir up all those emotions. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. You're damn right. <laughs> seniors ready to hop in. Now, that would have been, if the, if the Pats would have beat that Colts team with what we had, it would have been an incredible win. I mean, this is a different situation where this great, great offense just went to sleep in the second half. And then, you know, it's twice, right? Week 17, the Bengals did the same thing. They, they, the Bengal D just shut the chiefs down in the second half. And it's weird, you know, that that they were able to do that twice in two halves. So you got to give them a lot of credit, but on the other side of the coin is, Obviously, that Chiefs team, their calling card is their offense, right? That's where all that's where the studs, you know, you, you got the stars at all the positions and you got Pat Mahomes. But this year has been a funky year for that offense, right? I mean, yeah, they were rolling in the playoffs to that point. But, you know, there, there was the time in the season where, you know, everybody was what's what's happened to the Chiefs offense. They just they just can't score anymore. And, so that's uh, it's, it wasn't a consistent offense, you know. That happened to them, and it, they they looked the same. But it was the same kind of look where Mahomes looked, Mister Perfect looked like confused, and so yeah, I give the Bengals D credit, but I also say that this Chiefs offense, as good as it was, wasn't that great of an offense this year because they they had their share of dry spell games streaks so maybe we shouldn't be that surprised that that happened to him in a half it was pretty surprising in the moment yeah oh yeah i'll say that yeah I, and I with that. but in retrospect when you look at the whole season as a whole you know the possibility yeah, agreed though no, we we had talked this offense could go flat you know it, 
We talked about it on here. I mean, we we talked about it a lot on here. And I just think the the Chiefs, like I said, with Mahomes, and I mean, he's been historically good, right? So you start thinking you're starting splitting hairs with when you when you look back at his career um, and compare him to some of the other guys like this is a this is one they could have gotten. You know, I mean, they if they win that game, they're probably six or seven point favorites in the Super Bowl. Right. And, you know, the chance to play a four seed, like if you're if you're going to be in that conversation, this is one you got to get. And you the Rams, know, uh, maybe a field goal. I'll give him a field goal. For <laughs> I don't think that heavy. Three and a half, at I least three and a half. I was going to say where the game's being played. So yeah, that doesn't matter. It was home, <laughs> home field does matter some when they set when they set lines. Right, but it's. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I mean, for the. Um, I mean, again, it was kind of like it was like a 50-50 crowd there last week, right? It should be something similar, I think, for the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Beng- who that nation is? The ben- the, I, I know a lot of Bengals fans. This is, uh, this is something that happens all the time, where if you're, if you're going to splurge, this is, <laughs> this is the time to splurge. Um, but, yeah, I just think, I think they're going to look back and – you know, look back at this one as one they could have gotten. And, and you know, Mahomes is he's he's trending more as a, as a Rogers than a, than a Brady at this point. There you go. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with that. Rogers is a Hall of Famer, but I heard some people before the before go before they gave up. Uh, you know, this is what Mahomes has to do to catch Tom. I mean, he can't even think of. But I mean, it's not even a conversation. Yeah, gotta get number two. Long way to go. That's right. Before we can even talk about it. And also, uh, one good thing came out of it. We won't be hearing, you know, people crying about the overtime uh, situation. That's true. Yeah, that that was you a know, great job. I couldn't believe those, those the fans were, were, were like so happy. They thought the game was over. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> like, have have you been watching? The, were they watching the second half when they couldn't? They, they were on the two yard line. They couldn't even punch yeah. it in. And you know, oh, but they they weren't trying to. They were trying to kill the clock and score at the same time. According exactly. to the great Tony Romo, uh, you know. not exactly. Romo's finest hour. <laughs> my whole my whole feeling was, I remember the game that other the Buffalo game, where when they won the toss, it was like okay, game over. Yeah, yeah, that, that was time, a different story. When yeah. they won the toss, I was like, big deal. Who cares if they won the toss? Uh, I, I I figured it was going to be exactly what the the Bengals were going to stop them and, and and get the field goal. That's a Yep. Maybe not the interception, but uh, I was confident in the Bengals at that point. Cause, yeah. yeah, totally. You didn't get the feeling the Chiefs were in a place where they were going to come down and get the touchdown. You know what I mean? Especially the way that that last drive went. Yep. Where I mean, I mean, Romo's out to. I mean, I don't dislike him as much as you do, John. But he he has had some not great moments this year. And this was right at the top of the list. Like, I mean, you know, you just got to get the touchdown, right? I, I don't, do you think they were thinking about, they were thinking about like when they haven't scored the whole half, yeah, they were thinking boy. about like cock and stuff. I mean, if they got the touchdown, they go up by, they go up by four, right? I mean, yeah. you got to have some faith in your defense to keep the other team out of the end zone. 
Yeah, he was he, he was uh, overthinking himself. When, when you're down, you got to take the lead no matter what, you know, no matter what the clock says, because you know, there's, there's no the guarantee. That game was going. Yeah. They had to. They had, all they had to think about was score at all costs because they were having trouble scoring. It's it's a whole different feel than a game where you march it up and down the field. Okay, well now I don't want to leave them any time on the clock. We know we can score. We know they can score on us. That that wasn't the feeling in that game. So, yeah, and he was and he and he wouldn't get off of it either. So he did sound stupid. Cap saying it and saying, yeah. oh, what do you do here?" I mean. I mean, it's sometimes the games are like a game of Madden, but this wasn't one of those times where, oh. like, sure, if you know that you can get a touchdown at any time, yeah, of course you run the clock down as much as you can, but they, they were not in that position anyway. So your Bengals and AFC champions, at one point or another, I think I predicted 17 different Super Bowl champions this year on the podcast, but I do remember saying the Bengals at one point or another, so we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Congrats. Nailed, nailed it, baby. <laughs> you called it. <laughs> and before we go to the NFC, highlight of the Pro Bowl senior, Mac mm-hmm. Jones in the uh in the Justin Jefferson dance. Yeah, I saw it on the highlight. Yeah, That's as close as I've anything that I got to watching of the Pro Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, good job doing the gritty, Mac. And it seems like the real the real big story for the Pro Bowl was was Alvin Kamara getting arrested like in the locker room after the game. Uh, a boy, Alvin, yeah, knocked some well, guy unconscious with three uh, other guys. What's uh, innocent until proven guilty? We'll, we'll yeah, you never know. Situation exactly, is, yeah. exactly. It's not looking good now, but okay. Like John said, okay. you know, we weren't there. We'll lay off Alvin. All right, and now moving on to the AFC. I'm sorry, the NFC. Another comeback. Rams, Niners. Game kind of played out according to plan for the Niners, folks. And then the Rams made had a nice comeback. And as John mentioned earlier, Stafford tried to give it up. <laughs> he, he really tried. He, uh, he couldn't have run down and put the ball into Chikorsky Tart's hands any, anymore nicely than he did not that that would have ended the game because with the way the rams um defensive line was playing you know they're very possible there's a another three and out but they sure would have liked to have that interception and ultimately the rams get it done john yeah it was a it was a clean game uh, i mean that jimmy g's only turnover was on that last that last drive was which, which it would have been even if it wasn't a turn, it would have been fourth down, and they were dunzo, dunzo anyway. So it was uh, it was the Rams, uh, the defense uh, taking over with all their uh, veterans. You know, Aaron Donald, Von Miller, just refusing to let them uh, get anything. The big difference in all in the other games where the uh, the Forty Nineers dominated them was uh, they were able to get the uh, get yards on the ground. And this game, there was nothing uh, going for. For Eli Mitchell and uh, Debo was banged up, but uh, definitely the Rams didn't give up anything on the ground. And eventually, you can't uh, you can't go through a whole game without just uh, you know relying on uh, passing versus the Rams. And uh, that 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 defense just took over. Aaron Donald looks like he's just on a mission. Uh, you know, you point into the his ring finger, and he's not gonna stop till he gets it. It's a um, it was an interesting game. 
because when they went up 17-7, it really felt like that could be it. And I give the Rams credit. They showed a lot of lot of fortitude coming back. And, John, you, you really got to respect the dynamic that Beckham's brought to the offense. Oh, definitely. He's been, I mean, because, I mean, the Rams offense is uh, kind of predicated on just a, a few guys getting a, re- a lot of volume. And those two guys were Cup and Robert Woods. And, you know, it took a little bit, but Beckham, Beckham's given them just as much as Woods was. If, if not more, actually gives them a, even a little more of a stretch the field kind of guy. He's been, I mean, to me, it looks like he's been a great teammate. He's been, he really genuinely just seems happy to be winning and happy to be there. And I think I, you know, from the outside looking in, John, it looks like the guy's matured a bit and maybe the, the shit show in Cleveland did it, did it some good from like a humility perspective. And he's just out there loving football again. I told you, it reminds me a lot of, of a bad moon when bad moon went to the, uh, went to the chiefs. Yeah. Well, of course, when everything's perfect and the team's winning, he's uh, the best teammate in the world. But you know, when you're struggling at 500 or on a losing team, uh, not so much. I still, I don't agree with how he, uh, what he did with Cleveland and, you know, the, the stuff with his, you know, from father shitting on Baker Mayfield and all that. That's unprofessional stuff. But, hey, he turned it around now. His teammates love him. And, and McVay and Stafford, they know they know the key to his heart. They, on that first drive, you get him a ball, even if it's a three-yard out, and, you know, keep him happy early, cater to, the, cater to him and all that. And, you know, you, you're going to have success with him for the rest of the game. Senior, where do you think the Niners went wrong here? Yeah, yeah. I think John hit it on the head when he said they weren't. You know, if, if once the Rams stuff their running game, they're in trouble. You know, I mean, Jimmy G can be effective when they're running the ball effectively, and he can pass play action. If you stop the run against the Niners and force Jimmy G to just beat you, it's a great formula to beat the Niners. And to give the Rams credit, the, the, the Rams actually played better coming from behind than, they, than they've shown us a lot of times trying to protect the lead, where they tend to try to kind of give it away, other than that one throw to talk. So uh, the Niners were what they were. Their defense played hard. They, they did everything you wanted them to do except that give credit to the Rams defense for not allowing them to run the ball like they can. And there's a missing link in that Niners team, you know, and it's, it's the most important position in football, right? If, if they had a real good quarterback, that's, that would be a, a really, really hard team to beat, but it's, it's not who Jimmy G is. I'm not saying he's, he's terrible, but he's not capable of putting you on his back when nothing else is working. He needs the running game to work to make him effective. Uh, by all accounts, he's he's going to be gone. Yeah, they're going to give Lance a chance. Yep. Which they should. Right? I mean, the kid is he's oozing with ability. Um, you got you got to give him a shot. They picked him that high, and it's not. I mean, Jimmy G got him to the got him to the NFC title game, but it's not like he's you know an irreplaceable guy. But do you think when do do you think he's an interesting name for some of these quarterback needy teams like a, like a Pittsburgh or something like that? Perfect. That's the that's the one I go steals. Yeah, yeah, another kind of situation, right? Where 
you're you're he he's stepping into a situation, a nice situation with some weapons, and I mean he wasn't great this year, but I think he is um, significantly better than than Roethlisberger. Exactly, and they have you know they have that ingredient he needs. They really have a big time running back, and he's got some good receivers to throw the ball to, and they have a good defense. So yeah, it's probably I mean. The other way to look at it is what better direction would the Steelers have to go in? You know, Jimmy G's probably as good as they're going to make out. So, yeah, I think that's a perfect fit. All right. And any any other takeaways for the Niners? I thought it, kind of an overachieving season for them, right? Kind of a – I know <laughs> – you know, you want to win the game when you're up 10 like that in the fourth quarter. But it feels like less of a, less of a disappointment than what happened to the Chiefs. Oh, totally different. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, the, the Niners were on that edge since the, since the last game of the season where, where they were fighting for their lives. When they beat that Rams in the last game, the, the Cowboy game could have went another way. The, the, the package, it's, it's tough to, to win every week like that, for, you know, to go all the way to the Super Bowl like that. Yeah, and I mean, they're another team. It felt like a year early. And I mean, one takeaway for them coming out of the season is uh, they got a guy in Debo Samuel who – like stepped up and is like one of the three or four best <laughs> offensive players in the whole NFL, which I mean, he was good, but this kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, that's a guy you can really build around for the next, for the next few years. Definitely the kind of guy will help a uh, young quarterback like Trey Lance. And you got to think Shanahan's kind of, if, if he can, if Lance can improve the accuracy a little bit, He's salivating at some of the some of the different stuff he'll be able to do. You might see them run the wishbone a yeah. little bit, right? Lance, Hughes, check, Samuel and Mitchell. Yep. <laughs> Read options will be back. <laughs> All right, so that's the look back. Now let's take the look forward, guys. So Rams are about four and a half point favorites the last time I looked which was a couple of days ago. So if that's moved, I apologize. And I can, I can see it. I see why it makes sense. So when you, when you look at the game, the real obvious thing that sticks out is the Rams defensive line versus the Bengals sieve of an offensive line. So really it's, it looks like the worst matchup possible for the Bengals in that respect. It's the best defensive line in the NFL against you know, if they're not the worst offensive line, it's, it's, you know, bottom five, probably. So just right there, I think a lot of people kind of stop the analysis right there. Hey, the teams are relatively even. This this team has a huge advantage. The Rams have a huge advantage in the trenches on defense. I'm going to pick the Rams. John, does it does it go any deeper than that? Do you have any or or is that really kind of the story of the game for you? Yes, and in addition, I don't see the Bengals being able to run much, so it's going to be a one-dimensional, and that's a disaster with that with that line. Yeah, I think that that's going to be it right there. But the the Bengals going to have to rely to pull the upset. They have to rely on a couple of Stafford lollipops, and and hopefully they'll have better hands than Jaquaski Tart. 
when that when that situation uh, does come, that that that'll be the only way to spring it up. So, or you know, a couple, you know, we we see the Rams. Uh, if you remember a few weeks ago, they had problems with with fumbles and stuff. So, uh, jump on the Bengals can jump on them early and uh, and make it a game. And, and you know, as much as we should on the uh, the Bengals offensive line, they still uh, in that second half they kept the uh, Burrow pretty uh, clean and enough for him to make that comeback. And they also they you know they they had some big plays with those. Those, they have three great receivers, and and you know Mixon and uh, the kid Perrine that made a great play to to get him back in it. So you never know. Yeah, and you got to think. Got a great I mean, kicker got too. Got a great two weeks too. to prepare, right? Yeah. Two weeks to prepare, and Taylor's a good. I mean, he's a good, good offensive mind, right? Like you got to think he's not just gonna. You know, he's not just going to have borrow seven steps. Yeah, he'll keep more balance with some Philly specials or whatever. Uh, some Cincy like, specials will keep more off balance, sure. And, like, the game plan kind of has to be to get the ball out, right? Because he's not going to have a lot of time. There's no scenario where he's going to he's gonna have, have time for these big developing routes down the field. But I think you hit on it, John, in that they're pretty loaded at, at – their skill positions like those three receivers are all very good and make Mixon's very good and I think they'll be able to move the ball I think they're going to be able to move the ball senior what do you think yeah it's, uh, I, I'm hoping I'm hoping that we see a really good game I'm hoping that it's a good Super Bowl and I think it's very possible that it is um, the Bengals I think are going to need their defense to step up but we've seen that happen, right? We just saw it happen in the second half against the Chiefs twice. I mean, you can't just let the the Rams' offense is a tough offense to deal with. You know, you're talking about the Bengals' receivers, a pretty good pair of wide receivers there with the Rams, with OBJ playing as well as he is, and Cup being just unbelievable, really, just an unbelievable player. So their defense is going to have to step up to keep them in the game, but they possibly can. And you know, you know, we don't think they're going to be able to get much done on the ground, but I think they have to beware against being completely one-dimensional and at least, even if you're not getting a lot of yards, stick with your running game a little bit. And yeah, just, just keep it close. They can keep it close. If they're in the game at halftime, you'll feel like maybe they can work that, you know, Burrow can work his magic in the second half. They can keep them clean enough and their defense step up. All logic, looking at this game, you probably think the Rams are a better team, right? On paper, especially with with that huge advantage of the defensive line over there, the Bengals' offensive line. I want to give all the edge to the Rams, but there's something that just keeps popping in my head, and you almost feel like maybe it's uh, one of those destiny things. But I can keep closing my eyes and I can see Burrow smoking a cigar in the locker room as a Super Bowl champion. <laughs> it's just there, you know. You feel oh, yeah. like it's the most unlikely run in the, you know, not the most likely unlikely run we've ever seen, but somewhat unlikely. You know, you wouldn't have considered the Bengals were going to the Super Bowl, and this kid's got some kind of an aura about him. You know, he he's got he definitely besides all of his ability, he does have an it factor. You know that certain guys have, and that to me that gives that gives them a chance. You know, I I can I can just picture it. So 
it's a hard game to call, I think. I, think, I really think it could go either way, and I hope I'm right because I don't really have a rooting interest, so I'm hoping to see a nice close Super Bowl, and I'm definitely seeing it as a close game. So I think that's the Bengals' advantage. The biggest advantage is 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 Borrow over Stafford, right? If Stafford plays, you know, one of his you know hot games, it's it's a real trouble for the and, Bengals. And the kicker too, if it comes down to field goals. Oh, that kid is good. That's true. That kid is it's really true. good. And good I'm kind of with you, senior. Where if it's close. If it's if it's a, so if it's a tie game going into the fourth quarter, who are you? Who 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 would you rather? Who do you? If you had to just pick, I I mean I would rather have Burrow in that situation, right? Like I I I, I see the it factor. I think he's real. I mean this isn't saying anything um, earth shattering now that the guy's in the Super Bowl, but he's shown some stuff that he. He could be one of our next great ones, right? Like it's like it's possible, and and doing this at this point of his career would be against this front four would be a real step toward uh toward doing that. I mean, the kid, top of the world, man. Yeah, really, didn't even play anything close to a full rookie year. I mean, he he's a baby, and yeah, he's a special kid. There's no doubt. But certainly on paper, personnel, man for man, you give the Rams the advantage. So, yeah, exactly. But, you know, I almost get the feeling that the kid's just going to perform, perform something magical. And I don't know why. It's just it's just that feeling you get. Sometimes, is that a Bengals pick? Something. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to pick the Bengals to win in a close game. And Good. it's just. That it's just that <laughs> destiny feeling that this kid is, uh, this kid's going to come up with something special. John, did you say good? Yeah, we need a little uh, mix-up. We don't want to be unanimous on, on this thing. I mean, me and you, you know, we go with the Rams, and Cena's got the Bengals. That's, that's, that's good, man. Make it oh, I, don't, I don't think I picked the Rams. Oh, you didn't? Oh, okay. Oh, Johnny's uh, maybe on Rams Island. Who would have thought? I'll admit it's a bit with my heart. I, I'm not. I'm not a big. I'm. I'm not a big fan of this Rams team. I think they've a little. They're kind of underachievers. Um, they've stepped up in the playoffs. Oh, one more thing. Uh, uh, we didn't mention. Uh, you know, and he caught a break too. Uh, how McVay botched the friggin' timeouts in the uh, in the championship yeah. game where he was Boy, down to zero. Yeah. yeah, and we also saw, you know, did he learn from his mistakes? He didn't exactly put on a stunning uh, uh, performance in his first Super Bowl, where you know his uh, his high powered offense put up a big uh, three spot. So well, know. and I mean, honestly, I mean, they scored yeah. twenty points last week. It's not, yeah, you know, they didn't put up fifty. You just sold me even more, John. Bengals, Bengals by six. He would he would have been a big goat the way he he just he destroyed those timeouts. I don't know oh, what he was, was looking awful. at those challenges. Yeah. So there's still yeah, he, time. And I mean, honestly, he's like the, bailed them out. He's his the veteran coach out. in this one, yeah, though. Like, like both of the, both of these guys have shown uh, <laughs> a penchant for little, uh, little head scratching moves when the oh, pressure's yeah. on. Yeah. You, yeah. you knew that both of those challenges were bad. Like what's he doing? Yeah. Yeah. That's I, on the, uh, 
you have, you have to have your main guy up in the in the booth, the uh, the guy that will take a bullet for you to to say, hey, because you know time is the essence. So you only got ten seconds to make that decision. Your guy that's looking at those replays got to say, yeah, do it, do it. You have to have a guy that you could you could trust like that. So uh, he's got to uh, he he's got to get with his guy and make better decisions because his guy left left him out there. That would be real bad if they lost that one with with him botching those timeouts. So. Really? 20, 27 21 Bengals. What do you got, John? Uh 26 23. Uh I'll, I'll be generous and and say say it'll be close, but Rams. Well, the nice thing is we're all picking a close game. That's from a fan's perspective. Yeah, yeah that's what we a, want. I'd like want. to see a good yeah. close Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah. I wouldn't be upset if the Bengals came out and beat them by 35 points either. I uh, think that would, that would be a lot of fun to watch as well. Uh, if it is a blowout, it'll be the other way. Probably. Yeah, but like with the Rams, they have to, I mean, how much do they have to be ahead by for you to really feel safe against the Bengals, right? Yeah, you have a good like, lead. They, they no, the Bengals blow it. lead. I mean, the, the Rams blow leads. The Bengals are the comeback kids. But I could see something like uh, last year where they, uh, the the Chiefs' uh, offensive line was uh, so decimated that it, it became a, a non-contest with the uh, with with the Bucks' uh, front four and dominant. I could see that that same thing turning into a you know a non-competitive the second half with with the Rams D taking over Vaughn and, and Donald taking over. Hmm. What do you got for a score, senior? Yeah, 23-20. All right. A lot of field goals. <laughs> so, all right, guys. So that'll be our last prediction of the season. There were some other other goings on in the league this week, John. Did, did somebody retire? Did we miss it? Did, yes. <laughs> yes. So end of did an era. Guys, uh, end of an sorry. era. But then he left the door open a little bit in the last couple of days. Brady officially retired. Did he thank his, uh, his, team, his former team? Another stupid fucking thing. <laughs> I, don't, nah, I, don't, I don't mean to stir up anything. Did, did you guys see the tuck rule, uh, the, the 30-30? I didn't I see it. No, of, I've been I busy. I saw part of it. It was pretty pretty cool. Oh, it's amazing. But, but this, he said, yeah, what he's saying. Uh, uh, I'll let you guys he watch it. might have been a backup for the rest of his career if it wasn't for that. Yeah. I mean, that's insane. I mean, that's taking it a little too far. But, but it was the correct, I mean, just it was the correct call. I hope that I hope the uh, I hope the documentary. But I know what you would I know what you guys would appreciate. It was uh, going back, uh, you know, stuff we forgot about the game. The, the Raiders led thirteen to ten, with uh, you know two and a half minutes left, and there was a fourth and one at the at the fifty yard line. That you know the analytics were not in play there. Gruden elected to punt, uh, <laughs> and that that was uh, that was a, a crucial uh, that he could have got that first down and could have salted the game away. And that, that was a big uh, play where Gruden elected to punt, and they came down and. You know, obviously they tied the game up. So that was, that was something that was missed out. I remember watching the game with Senior. Yep, clearly. Yeah. It was a big playoff. So it was like one of those, probably very similar to how the Bengals feel. Now, the, the, the Patriots are going to win this game? <laughs> what? Um, yeah, they really stole that one. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it's a bad look, Senior, for the fans around here, honestly, to to be like petty and complain that he didn't talk about the Patriots and like his, <laughs> his, his little, uh, his, his statement from leaving the box. When, when he left the Patriots, he wrote a giant love letter to the fans. Like, yeah. I mean, what, what do you, what do you, 
I don't I don't understand, right? Like, and I mean, John, you're a fan of another team, right? Like, what this guy, what this guy's like personally done for me, and I mean, I I mean, <laughs> I mean that, like, like I'm a huge football fan, and because of this guy, I've had the most charmed twenty years yeah, in, the, in NFL history. I I have been I have been. Uh, life has been better for me than for any other football fan for the last 20 years. And it's almost solely because of him. And I mean, it's not like the guy like never gave you any reason at all to do anything but love him. Like why, why try to find some BS? He didn't even want to (laughs) leave. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, uh, the last thing I was worried about was what he said. I could care less. I care about what he did on the football field for us for those 20 years. I, I agree. Gave us, never mind in, in football, he gave us, you know, the best 20 years you could have of being a fan of a too, team in any sport. You know? Too much is, too much was made of it. At, at the Hall of Fame speech, there'll be plenty of uh, accolades for the Patriots, the fans, yeah. and uh, Bill. So uh, I wouldn't worry about that. And even with him no, leaving the door, that may mean he might want to do a, one of those one day retirement things and retire with the Patriots. So, uh, yeah, the book the book isn't uh it's not uh, done yet. So you you guys you guys will be straight. But uh, that was a good point, though, Rod. He gave you like like you know at least five or ten of the you know the greatest days of your guys' lives. So, exactly. so that's all that counts. That's all that counts. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The good, the, honestly, I could be the guy outside of the nightclub in Vegas, and Brady could be Kamara, and I still wouldn't be mad at him. <laughs> that's all that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, I mean, uh, it's just like at one point or another, like you just gotta, you gotta just <laughs> if you have any sense at all, right, about about sports and about how this stuff is. I mean, do Chicago people like trash Michael Jordan? I mean, I don't know. I've never heard it. It's just, it's just an awful look. I mean, the guy, it's it's. It's literally, literally the greatest athlete of all time, or one of the two or three greatest athletes of all time. You know, yeah. Anyway, I mean, Jordan played for the Wizards, right? I mean, so we'll miss him. The Bucks uh, immediately are in shambles, so you feel bad for them a little bit, but they're going to be right, right back to the. Do you think they'll try to bring someone in, John, who's capable to try to kind of maintain a good team? Or do you think they just kind of cut bait on a lot of these veteran guys that were there with Brady and just bottom out? Nah, because that division is wide open. So if if they uh, grab one, uh, you know, Jimmy G, hey, who knows, Rogers? I mean, I mean you never know, but. I I think to to keep the gang together for for one more year, and also to kind of transition because it looks like uh you know Arians you know might be the last year because Leftwich turned down uh Jacksonville, so there might be like something behind the scenes there where Arians was saying hey I'm you know hang out one more year and and this is and give you the keys so that's probably why Leftwich said you know screw off to Jacksonville and and he stood where he is because he might be taking over there so we'll see it's gonna be interesting. Great legacy for Tom, though, and I mean, I I'm happy, Dad, that he got one in um in Tampa. Yeah, good for him. That's right. He's won more Super Bowls than any franchise. <laughs> what a what a guy! <laughs> I mean, well, there'll never be another one like him. You know? I'm, we were we were blessed. 
<laughs> no doubt about it. He's two years older than me. Yep. What and a uh, I can tell you that I'm in no, no condition to go and uh, face the Rams' offense, defensive line this weekend. <laughs> or this like, uh, we're, we're just, but the 44-year-olds are at the concession stand, right? Not on the field, so it's crazy. So good for him. And then we had some, uh, the coaching carousel. We had some some hires, John. Uh, everybody's uh, full now. The the last one, uh, Lovey Smith uh, with Houston uh, yesterday. So everybody's full. And uh, like I said, uh, Leftwich uh, turned down uh, Jacksonville, but I think that's going to be a blessing for them. Uh, I'm high on Peterson. I think that's going to be a, a good look for them with uh, with Trevor Lawrence. Uh, He's a good guy to have for Lawrence, right? Yeah. I mean, Lawrence have you know had that season of. I mean, pissing in the wind with the Urban Cowboy and just a total shit show. But they ended it on a on a real nice note with the uh, <laughs> the game we'll never forget, the hundred percent guarantee senior game, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the twenty five point loss, whatever it was. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I I agree with you, Dunjohn. I think that that's a that's a good hire. And frankly, that you know that division is pretty up in the air as well. I mean, Tennessee, I mean, you can't really, after the way they played in the playoffs and the age of some of their guys, you can't really call them on the upswing. Houston's rebuilding. The Colts still have went. So, I mean, that division could is, is there for the taking in the next couple of years. Yeah, there were some rumblings if if Tennessee uh, can, can pull off the impossible and, uh, and ditch uh, Tannehill, that maybe that would be a, a landing spot for Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Great. I don't know if they could pull that off, but uh, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. that's a perfect. I mean, it's a, if if he's not back in Green Bay, that's a perfect place for him. Yeah, I, I hate to uh, you know pay attention to the outside of football stuff, but I think uh, Nashville, Tennessee, is a better uh, place for him than Denver, Colorado, as far as his. Uh, oh, his his, his, his political yeah. leanings. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He's all good. He's all yeah. I, I agree, and. I mean, the guy's a great player, you know. I mean, he's we're, we're not going to get political on him. But I, I mean, I think he's, you know, just out, outside of the vaccination stuff. Like, he's pretty clearly like a different guy. Like, he's not. Yeah. He, he's kind. He's very like a Type A, a me first kind of guy. But he, he's an unbelievable football player, unbelievable quarterback, and whoever gets him is. You know, I mean, Devontae Adams is going to push to get wherever Rodgers goes if he does yep. leave Green Bay. And if you're a team that's like, if you're the Titans, as an example, and maybe you can get off Julio's contract somehow, whatever you do it. If you if you add those two guys, you're immediately right there with the Chiefs, right? Right there with the Chiefs and the Bills as you know, best offense in football. Definitely. All right, so we'll be back. Did you guys have anything else? I shouldn't. I should just close the show without. Oh no, thanks. We're good. Senior. Oh, I'm good. How about the so? How about the Providence Friars, senior? Oh my God. <laughs> Twenty and two Friars. We're just sailing along. Enjoy it. Yeah, it's been it's been an incredible ride. What a team. We just saw we've, the Jared Bynum show last game. I we've had a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait till Saturday night. It's a joy going to the dunk. 
right now. It's just so much fun. And uh, what day is it today? Tuesday? A week from tonight, Villanova will be in town. That's going to be kind of fun. Oh, we'll be there. It's going to be great. So we'll have to not record the podcast. We won't record the podcast that night. No, no. It would be a little noisy doing it from the dump with Nova in town. Yeah, so we'll we'll be back. We'll be back with our our to wrap up the 2021-2022 football season next week with a look back at the Super Bowl. And then we say this every year, but I think this is the year we're going to try to do it. We've been, you know, there's a lot going on in the sports world. We usually only talk NFL on here, but John Sr. and myself are are not uh, one-trick ponies, as they say. So uh, we're, we're all big, big NBA guys, right? There's plenty to talk about there. And Senior is the, uh, the, the newest and brightest UFC mind in the media today. So there's plenty to talk about there. So Always. I think we're going we're gonna to keep – we're going to continue the show – on a weekly basis and we'll give you 45 minutes to an hour of whatever's going on. And if, if, if we, if we run out of material, we can have John just run through all the different events he went to that week and that'll kill 20, <laughs> 25 minutes and we'll, we'll be in good shape. But in all seriousness, guys, I want you to really enjoy the Super Bowl. I don't know if I'm going to see you guys for it. I hope I do um, enjoy the Super Bowl. Um, listeners enjoy the Super Bowl. It's really been a great year. We should we should appreciate it. It's not every year that things are this wide open where you get four uh, two four seats in the in the Super Bowl. Usually, you know you can kind of tell at the beginning of the year it's going to be one of these four teams, and it didn't work out that way this year. So we've enjoyed it. I've I've very much enjoyed doing the show with you guys and for everybody. So we're going to enjoy the big game, and we'll be back next week. So, for Mr. D'Amato and for Cowboy Senior, I'm the Cowboy. And I'm out. Yeah, halftime show, baby. <laughs>